I'm Amanda Wagner. And I'm Liz Pittman. And this is the Amanda Wagner Podcast. This podcast is the place for born leaders who are hungry to do something big, something that matters, and who are tired of waiting for an invitation to change the world. On this podcast, we talk about the challenges of bravery, living thoughtfully and strategically, and we share our experiences as women with impatient ambition. The world has enough fluff. This is your invitation to bring your worth to the world and do something that matters. In this episode, we share our experiences of being ambitious people, open up about some of the challenges around being highly ambitious, and we want to hear from you. What's the most ambitious thing you've ever done or want to do? And in WWAWD, we have a question from Lindsay about anxiety. I love working with ambitious people. They are my favorite type of people to work with, either in strategy sessions or in the larger capacity, because they are hungry. Ambitious people are willing to do whatever it takes to do what they want, and their goals are always moving targets that always seem to change and grow. And I find that really exciting. For many ambitious people, there is no such thing as enough. They're always looking for more and more. People with ambition are also incredibly hard on themselves because they always want more. And they may be seen as too focused on one area of their life. Perhaps they're seen as cutthroat when it comes to knowing what they want and their willingness to get it. And in my own experience, when people see me as ambitious, they see it as a negative thing. They see it as I'm too focused on my career and I don't care about other people. And that's not the case. I am here to give ambitious people a place to say, this is where I belong. These are my people. LP, tell me what it means to you to be an ambitious person. To be ambitious, you have an overwhelming desire to succeed. I've always been ambitious as far back as I can remember. What, you know, whether it was writing English papers in high school or getting a good job after graduating college or finding and working with amazing clients now, I've always had that drive. So I I think that I'm an incredibly ambitious person. I'm driven. I know what I want and I work really hard to get it. I, it's so funny that you mentioned that ambitious people are hard on themselves. I am. I think that I'm finding more grace with myself now, but I definitely have bits of that as part of the ambitious personality and, and the drive that I have. But yeah, I think that to be ambitious, you do have like that overwhelming desire. And that's, that's kind of how I view it. I feel exactly the same. There's this overwhelming desire for success, even if it isn't clearly lined out exactly what success looks like. You just know that you want to achieve something fantastic and are willing to do pretty much whatever it takes. The reason that I love working with ambitious people is because their dreams don't scare me. And that's the number one thing that I love to start our sessions with when I work with new clients is I say, tell me what you want. I am not afraid to hear it. Ambitious people also want to learn. Typically they love when I assign them homework or things to read or things to listen to. And they always want to do things to advance in some way, even if they don't know exactly how it's going to help them. They love and thrive on moving forward. 
I also think that ambitious people are great listeners and they have pretty good bullshit detectors. They soak up what works for them and they leave what doesn't. And I love working with people who are ambitious because they don't settle. And I think of myself as somebody who doesn't settle. So yes, it sounds like I am just looking for more people who are exactly like me. And you're absolutely right. I am looking to work with people like me because I get it. Elizabeth, what's your experience of working with people like me who are incredibly ambitious? Whenever I have meetings or conversations with ambitious people, we vibe so hard. I remember, and I mean, you and I, we talk on the phone or via FaceTime or via Zoom so, so, so often. And this is a, a familiar feeling between the two of us. But I remember when we started working together, how electrifying those meetings felt. We walked away energized because I knew we were on the same page. We were coming from two vastly different industries, but we both had the same drive and the same um, passion for where we were moving. Uh, it's really exciting. Uh, I really love working with ambitious people because I know they get it and I get them and it's the ingredients for a beautiful collaboration. I know when I was a teacher in my first career and when I was working with high school students, I remember saying to them, I can't want this for you more than you want it when it came to their grades, their graduation, their success. And I think about that when it comes to working with all types of people. My least successful calls or meetings are with apathetic people or people who just wanna to be told what to do. Whereas my favorite is when I get to poke and prod and ask questions and I can see somebody processing. I can see them going, I have to think about this, or they're connecting dots or something. There's a fire in their belly. And that to me is where the magic happens. That said, there is a less glamorous side of being ambitious. And full disclosure, one of the most ambitious things that I have set out to do is to write a book about ambition. And I know how incredibly meta that sounds, but I wanted to start talking about it on the podcast because as I'm writing, I'm learning that I need more examples of what are these people like? And also to build a community that I can confidently say, it's not just me. One of the downsides of being ambitious from my experience, and Liz, I will ask for yours, is that I have grown up being told to calm down or slow down or just be grateful. Everything that's accompanied with a, a down, a go small, a stop thinking so big, that's really hard to hear all the time. The other challenge is some people think I'm too focused on one thing that they're like, why don't you find hobbies? Why don't you do something else in your downtime? There comes to be a, a questioning of my lifestyle. There's also a question of why do you want this? Are you just a money hungry narcissist who has something to prove and is willing to step on anybody to get there? Also not true. I have been told that I am selfish. I have been told that I don't think about others. And I also know that sometimes I make people nervous. People are uncomfortable around somebody who will unapologetically say, 
what they want and do whatever it takes to get there. Can I ask you a question? Absolutely. When, when you've received this feedback, when someone tells you that you make people nervous or someone says that they think you're selfish, vaguely tell me who are these people? Are they people that are close to you or are they people you don't know super well? I'm just trying to figure out what's the relationship you have with these negative Neds and Nancys? Great question. They are monsters on the internet. <laughs> um, the haters that I've had are, are strangers on the internet. That said, I also know that even from my family who are wonderfully caring, kind people, they want me to be safe. And so I think there's, perhaps it's veiled in, in other things that they say, but there's always this sense of like, whoa, you don't have to do it all. You don't have to do it all as quickly. There's this sort of tempering that I think the people who are closest to me do because they want to make sure that I'm not disappointed. It comes from a, from a lens of, of safety, of risk aversion. And it's not something, perhaps I made it sound like I face this every day. I definitely don't. But it has meant that I've gotten more and more particular about who I share with, who I spend my time with, and who I let in. Liz, what are some of the challenges of being ambitious from your perspective? This is a really interesting question for me because I think that I have always kept my ambitions pretty close to the vest. So I don't, true. yeah, I, um, I haven't received that I'm aware of a ton of negative feedback. I've always kind of directed my ambition or the big, dreams or the things that I'd like to accomplish to, to my peeps. Um, I've always directed that to who I think needs to hear it. And that's just kind of the way that I've, I've been. I tell the people in my corner and they wouldn't criticize me to my face. <laughs> uh, that said, I don't know if other people have ever looked up from their own paper and looked over at mine Mm -hmm. and saw it and felt the need to criticize. So I'm, necess I'm not necessarily felt it directly that I can recall. Um, one of the downsides to being ambitious, and we did talk about it briefly, is being hard on yourself. Uh, and that's something I used to feel really strongly about. I remember, like I worked my tail off in school for good grades, and I was a good student, I'm a smart person, uh, but I remember I struggled with math really, really bad in grade 12. It was hard. Math in grade 12 was freaking hard. Grade 12 math is very hard. Yeah. It's very and, hard. And it killed me to see that lower mark in comparison to everything else. Uh, and I was really, really hard on myself. And I still feel that uh, every once in a while. Like if I lose a client or I don't get a job that I wanted or, you know, a project that I'm working on isn't going as well as I would like. I feel a bit of that, but I, I think that I have a little bit more grace with myself than 17 year old Liz did back in high school. Um, but that can definitely be a downside to that ambitious, overwhelming drive is when things don't go perfectly, whatever that resulting feeling is. Coach Jenny refers to this as impatient ambition. 
this idea that we want it all, we're big thinkers, but it's never happening fast enough. And when I think about the people around me, I really connect with ambitious people because I know how hard they're willing to work. And I also know sometimes that they need permission to take time off. They are also allowed to rest. And Liz, you and I have had many of these conversations of like, you will be better for getting the sleep. Yep. And I don't think that every ambitious person is or needs to be a high achiever when it comes to grades or outside praise. But I do wonder if there is any sort of correlation between them. Liz, what is it like for you to connect with people in your life who aren't as ambitious as you? It's frustrating. And I try and I try to remember that everyone is different and everyone is allowed to have different levels of drive and different levels of passion. But I've been in meetings with people and you can tell just from someone's body posture that they don't necessarily care or have the drive to participate in whatever project is being worked on or talk to a friend who just doesn't seem to give a shit or the person who, you know, lost their job a long time ago and is not making much of an effort to try and get back out there. We've all had those moments with those people in our lives where you kind of just want to shake them a little bit and say like, care more. Um, yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and I, and I, everyone has their own thing. And I, I want to, I want to, I want to say that I know that everyone has their own situations that are going on in their lives and we only have the outside perspective, but sometimes I just want to make them want it more, whatever it is. And that can be frustrating for someone who is ambitious because I know how good it feels to accomplish stuff and I want others to feel that goodness. Yeah, that's beautifully said. I know that I have had to learn to be okay alienating people or annoying people who fall on the unambitious side, the apathetic, the, I don't care, I'm not super driven, it'll happen when it happens. It's just a very different life experience for me. And I'm not a, we'll see how it goes type of lady. I've said before, I am not breezy. Breezy is not my game. Achievement is my game. And even though the target moves, it's this hunger inside of me. I always use the word hungry to describe this drive. And I really think that it will not stop being a challenge. I think that being an ambitious person will continue to be not only the most challenging thing that I face, but also the most exciting because I get to a point where I'm like, just watch me, right? And especially when I get haters, which like I said, I, I'm happy to say it doesn't happen that often right now. I'm still a human. It still stings. I still hear them. Um, but I definitely notice that when I say particular things, there are people who, instead of saying, Hey, she's not my person, decide to write mean things that will happen. So it goes. I, I am a believer that coach Jenny taught me this a long time ago. When someone's hating on you, it's because you're doing something that matters. You're doing something that makes people uncomfortable. And I'm okay with that. I'm really okay with that. 
when it comes to being ambitious and hungry and driven, the feedback that you get often isn't from the people who have your best interest in mind. And anytime this happens, I go back to our wonderful friend, Brene Brown, who is beautifully quotable. In her book, Rising Strong, she says, a lot of cheap seats in the arena are filled with people who never venture onto the floor. They just hurl mean-spirited criticisms and put-downs from a safe distance. The problem is, when we stop caring what people think and stop feeling hurt by cruelty, we lose our ability to connect. But when we're defined by what people think, we lose the courage to be vulnerable. Therefore, we need to be selective about the feedback we let into our lives. For me, if you're not in the arena getting your ass kicked, I am not interested in your feedback. It hits me in the guts every time. And that's why I go back to this line when it happens. When somebody has something not nice to say, I'm like, hang on a second. Are you getting your ass kicked out here? Didn't think so. It hits you in the gut so much because you have a beautiful balance of that ambition and vulnerability. Mm -hmm. You are the shining example of that, I think, of having those two be major players for you. Uh, And that's, I think that's just such a beautiful thing about you. Thank you for saying that. Um, Oh, that hit me. Thank you, Liz. I really appreciate that. It is definitely hard. And it's hard to feel like you have to pick a side between like being the nice one, the good girl, the, all of these, you know, metaphors that we've heard and being the cutthroat ambitious. And, and I know we get into gender politics at this point, but I really do think for myself and with all my clients an activity I lead them through is like, who is on your team? Who gets a say in this? I did this this week with somebody who's trying to rename her business. And she said, great, I want some feedback. And I go, from who? Love my parents. I'm not going to them for feedback. Yes, they support me, but they don't live in this world with me. I go to you. I go to Robin. I go to Coach Jenny. That's about it. That circle is really small. And I like keeping it small. Because I'm not soliciting information from people who don't get it, who don't get me. And those are the same people that pick me up off the ground when somebody does say something. The most ambitious thing I've ever done is to say out loud what I want. And I was asked on Instagram, what does fame and success mean to me? And I put in writing that right now, And this might change, right? This is the beauty of moving targets. Right now for me, I will know I am successful when I walk into a room of a thousand strangers and I don't have to introduce myself. You betcha that makes people uncomfortable. But it gives me goosebumps and it lights me up. And that's what matters. And when I think, you know, what will they say? What will they think? The only they that matters is me. And for me, saying that out loud and feeling that, it lights me up and it keeps me hungry. LP, what's the most ambitious thing you've ever done? My answer will not surprise listeners if they've been listening for a while. The most ambitious thing I've done is I left my stable, high-paying, full-time job 
to go out on my own. That was a huge step for me and something I knew I wanted at some point, but I think I did it a lot earlier than I had originally planned. It's just how life works sometimes. The timing, it worked and it just seemed like the end of, of 2019 was the time for me to go out on my own. I think if you would have asked me a couple of years ago if that was the timeline I was going to follow, I would have said, hell no. So I went out on my own at the end of 2019. That was a huge, huge step for me. And I'm determined to succeed. I was just talking with Mike about this last night. I am really, really happy with how the first year of my business has gone. I'm very happy with it, especially because gestures at the world. It's 2020. Um, so that, that was an ambitious thing for me. That was a scary leap for me. I had a really stable, really wonderful job. I worked with wonderful people in an exciting industry. And I took a big old leap um, and that took some balls. It took some lady balls to do that. And I'm happy about it. And I, that, that's the most ambitious thing that I have ever done. Do you remember the date that you left your last job? Uh, yes. I, so it's funny. So I left at the end of December, but I had decided far before that that was going to be my plan. And I had given myself a deadline of telling my boss that I was leaving by the end of November. I had decided in like October. Yep. And, I, and my partner and I had found a place to live. We were, we moved to another province. We had found that in early November. Yeah. And so I told my boss, I had to tell my boss at the end of November. I left it until November 29th, which was the Friday. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I told him, bless him. I cried. And I have have never been okay with crying at work. I just, I don't, I don't like doing that. And that's a whole other conversation. Uh, But, uh, but I, (laughs) he was like, what's up? And I was like, you're not gonna like it. (laughs) (laughs) And I told him, and then I just, and then we had several other closed doors conversations throughout the day because plans needed to be made. And I felt fine from that point on. I was smiley. I felt 25 pounds lighter. It was wonderful. So I told him on November 29th. And then my last day was December 20th. And that was the last day that I worked at the the full-time job and, uh, and then took the leap and have been on my own ever since. So I'm coming up to a year. Yeah. I was going to say, how are we celebrating? I haven't got that far yet. Um, but there will be a celebration. I have committed to taking off like the last two and a half weeks of December, which again, we talk about resting. That's probably going to be a difficult thing for me to do is to take the last bit of December and the first few, first little bit of January off. Mm-hmm. But that in itself will probably be a celebration for me is to take mm-hmm. some well-deserved time. But, uh, I will get back to you on what the celebration plans look like. And I'll make sure to send some love your way because I know, I know what that was like for you. And I'm glad to, to have seen it go so incredibly well. I, I feel I'm incredibly lucky. Uh, I feel privileged that it has gone as well as it has. Uh, There's a little bit of me that's like waiting for a shoe to drop somewhere, Uh but also with the plans that I have and the collaborations that I have set up, 
I also feel really confident moving forward. And I think that that's a really magical place to be. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I'm feeling full of lots of happy feelings over here. I'm so glad. I know that you and I were able to spend some time together a little while ago in person, which was magical in so many ways. And we had this shared experience on the couch where I said, if we can do this in 2020, what could we do in 2021? Yeah. What can we do with the new coping skills we have, the way we've pivoted and changed, the people we've connected with? 2021 is very exciting. And I cannot get caught up in thinking the other shoe's going to drop. It does me no good. So I encourage you to, to think the same. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. I... I I would love to hear from our listeners. What is the most ambitious thing you've ever done? Alternatively, if you are on the cusp of a decision, what's the most ambitious thing you want to do? It doesn't have to be leaving a job. It doesn't have to be moving to a different place. Maybe it's something that feels really big for you. And I'd love to hear what that is. So please join us on Instagram and share with us. Our Instagram is a safe space. So if it's something that you want to do, leaving that comment might be the little push you didn't know you needed. And we're happy to, to root you on and to cheer you on. And if you just want to DM it, you're welcome to do that. Too. Correct. We want to know what you want. Yeah. And we're happy to be there for you. Slowly but surely, we are growing a group of wonderful, ambitious humans. And we are cheering you on. And we want you to claim your spotlight and help you do that however you can. We have a question from one of our wonderful humans today. This question for today's WWAWD, or what would Amanda Wagner do? This question's from Lindsay, who says, AW, you talked about your gift of anxiety a few episodes back. I'm curious to know if your anxiety has changed in this wild year of 2020 with everything going on. Are you feeling more anxious? If so, how are you dealing with it? I am, and I think many others may be feeling that way too. What are your thoughts, AW? Tough question because there are definitely feelings around anxiety in 2020. I've shared before that I take medication every day to help deal with my anxiety. I also have a therapist, a coach, I am big on pulling in the big guns whenever I need them for support. In 2020, some of the ways that I have experienced more anxiety is that it's more compartmentalized. So for example, there's a degree of health anxiety. There is financial anxiety. There is just home anxiety of like, we are in this space all the time. Are we driving each other crazy? How do we both continue to have productive work days. My sense of, of productivity and doing enough has completely changed. So to say that my anxiety has changed is absolutely true. I can't tell you if it's gotten better or worse, but it's definitely changed. And one area that, that I know it's changed for me is, is certainly in like my body and how I'm feeling. I also have felt some of my anxiety going down in terms of making plans with people. 
it's reduced some of the obligation of having to go out and having to look a certain way or perform a certain way. 2020 has given us this beautiful blanket statement of, I'm not comfortable going out. I'm not comfortable meeting you. And so in some ways I have found this to be a relief and I have been far less afraid to say no or bow out. I've also been incredibly more generous to people who might be experiencing the same things. I think that the anxious person might be experiencing, like I said, the health, the finances, the home, the space, all of those types of anxiety. I have also seen the positive side. I have worked with people who are really taking a look at what is my life like? What is my work life? What's my home life? And how do I make some changes? I think there has, has been an opportunity to go, what really matters to me? And instead of that creating anxiety, it's created sort of this comfortable place to play. And so if you're feeling particularly anxious, I like looking at the, the question, it would be cool if, and playing in that really safe space. So it would be cool if I lived in a different city, or it would be cool if this job that I kind of like was a lot better in these ways. And it doesn't put any more anxiety around you having to make a decision or make a call. Instead, it just lets you play. And so for people who are particularly anxious, find your people, say no as much as you want. And if you need support, ask for it. People don't necessarily know what you need. You might not know what you need. I know there are times where I've gone to LP and said, I'm not sure what I need, but I just need you to listen to me for half an hour. And she's like, great, FaceTime or phone, you pick. So even if you don't know what it looks like, feel free to, to ask for it. If you feel like you don't have that place, send us a DM on Instagram. Liz and I are, are very well versed in what it means to be anxious right now and definitely want to support people who may be feeling alone. And of course, we are not qualified mental health professionals. If you are in need of resources, we can also point you in the right direction. I will put some links to some of our favorite mental health resources in the show notes today. So you can take a peek through there uh, if you're looking for some additional support to peruse on your own. Thank you so much for your question, Lindsay. And please keep sending your questions our way. We love getting your questions. I love WWAWD, so we'd love to see more. You can submit them via Instagram at the Amanda Wagner or submit them through the contact form on the website, which is theamandawagner.com. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. And thank you, Lindsay, who is already a listener. I appreciate your question coming in. We live by Don't Ask, Don't Get, and we are close to wrapping up for the 2020 season. And we would love for you to follow along with us on Instagram at the Amanda Wagner, sign up for the newsletter at theamandawagner.com, and please leave us a review. I know it's slightly inconvenient to have to do it through Apple Podcasts for our Spotify listeners. If you want to just tell us what we're doing well, feel free to send it to us via Instagram. We love to hear it. We are getting close to the end of the 2020 season. We have 
episode 24, and then episode 25 will be our last one of the year, which is bananas that we are, we've come this far. This is so wild that we're working on the last couple episodes of the year. And we have something really special planned for that final episode. Very excited to share it with you. Are you excited, AW? I'm so excited. You can't, not everyone can see me glowing behind here, but we definitely have something in the works. How's that for a teaser? So stay tuned for episode 24 and 25. Episode 24 will be back in two weeks. And until then, as always, we will see you on the internet.